Today, I posted on my social media a quote from St. John Chrysostom. The quote is, We must not mind insulting men. If by respecting them, we offend God. I just posted it, so I haven't looked at the likes and shares, but I've posted that before. And of course, I get a lot of likes and shares when I post that. People love the idea of saying offensive things for God, or they think it is for God. People love excuses for being uncharitable. Today, I want to talk about being a straight shooter. What is a straight shooter? A straight shooter is someone who is honest and forthright, someone who is blunt. How do you know if you're a straight shooter? You don't sugarcoat. You don't consider people's feelings when speaking. You state exactly what you want, how you want it, and when you want it. You're not afraid to say no. You're honest to a fault. How do you know if you're not a straight shooter? You tend to use a lot of flowery words. You're not brief in your answers. You tend to hedge and find a way not to answer a question directly. You're not always honest because you're afraid of hurting feelings. With a straight shooter, you always know where you stand. They keep it real. So you know whatever they tell you is the truth. They say what they mean and they mean what they say. They don't waste time. When you want a direct, quick answer, you go to a straight shooter. Now, what are the cons of straight shooters? They come across as insensitive, rude, jerks, emotionless, not having empathy. Is there a way to be a straight shooter and still be charitable? Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to be a straight shooter because it depends on your temperaments. Yes, I know Cynthia is always talking about temperaments. Well, it does depend on temperaments. Cholerics and sanguines tend to be straight shooters because they're more interested in speaking the truth than in thinking about emotions, while some other temperaments like phlegmatics or melancholics might be more sensitive to people's emotions, and so they might be more careful in what they say. So you don't have to be a straight shooter, but we can all learn how to be more direct. So in this podcast, We're really going to focus on the straight shooters, but if you want to be a straight shooter, absolutely listen, and we're going to talk about why we need to be charitable, regardless if we are frank or not, and I'll give some tips on how to approach some conversations with charity. Ready to talk about it? Let's go. Welcome to Lightsmithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that when you speak bluntly, that you're doing something good, and sometimes you are, but it's so important to speak in charity. Without charity, anything we do means nothing. So just because you state a fact and you state it uncharitably, do you think it's of any use? It's not. Charity is so important. So why should we be charitable even in our speech? I will let the saints speak to you. St. John of the Cross says, in the evening of life, we will be judged on love alone. And some translations say charity alone. St. Albert the Great says, it is by the path of love, which is charity, that God draws near to man and man to God. But where charity is not found, God cannot dwell. If then we possess charity, we possess God. 
for God is charity. And he refers to 1 John 4, verse 8. St. Augustine says, The fruits of charity are joy, peace, and mercy. Charity demands beneficence and fraternal correction. It is benevolence. It fosters reciprocity and remains disinterested and generous. It is friendship and communion. Love is itself the fulfillment of all our works. There is the goal. That is why we run. We run toward it. And once we reach it, in it we shall find rest. St. Augustine also says, Now the apostle, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, Knowledge inflates, but love edifies. The only correct interpretation of this saying is that knowledge is valuable when charity informs it. Without charity, knowledge inflates. That is, it exalts man to an arrogance which is nothing but a kind of windy emptiness. So in answer to the question, does charity and speech equal toleration? No. We are not to tolerate evil. We are not to stay quiet when we see wrong being done. Of course, we have to pray to discern when is the right time to speak. When will it be more beneficial to our brothers to correct? But any correction, any truth that is stated has to be stated in charity. And I'll leave you with this last quote. St. Francis de Sales says, Cook the truth in charity until it tastes sweet. So you might say, isn't that sugarcoating? In a sense. But even if it tastes sweet, it still must taste like the truth. You know how in some dishes that you cook, you add so much salt or sugar that you can't even taste the major component of the food? Like it tastes like something completely different because you put so much sugar or salt on it. You ever heard the expression, would you like some coffee with your sugar? That's when you put too much sugar, right? In your coffee and then it just tastes like you're tasting something sickeningly sweet. You can't even taste the coffee underneath it. So when St. Francis of Sales says, cook the truth in charity until it tastes sweet, He doesn't mean distort the truth. He means add enough sugar to it so that it can be palatable, but you're still stating the truth. So I don't see that as sugarcoating because to me, sugarcoating, by the time you're done, you're not really saying anything at all. You're just placating the person. That's not what you want to do. But you want to give the truth in charity in a form that the person can receive it. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Submitting with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless. Let me give you an example of a straight shooter Versus someone who's not a straight shooter. Hmm, what's the opposite of straight shooter? Placator? Flatterer? I don't know. This example is an example of someone 
who's not a good cook at all. Everyone knows it. No one will say it. And this horrible cook is your friend. And she says to you, I was thinking of cooking all the food for the party I'm throwing next week. I know I'm not the best cook, but it should be okay. So if you're not a straight shooter, you might say, Oh, your food is delicious. Are you kidding me? Why do you think you're not a good cook? That'll be great. I can't wait to come to the party. So that's someone who's not a straight shooter. Now, here's the problem. This actually exemplifies what I was saying before about cooking the food in so much sugar that you can't recognize it anymore. You really can't recognize the truth, which is she is a horrible cook. Because the person who's not a straight shooter, all she does is flatter her and doesn't actually tell her the truth. So here's a straight shooter. Well, you know you're not a good cook. Why don't you have it catered? So the straight shooter absolutely told the truth, which is a good thing. But the straight shooter was not charitable. Because the straight shooter did not think about how she might be affected by that. How it might upset her or make her feel insecure. And so the straight shooter did not take into account her feelings She just said it like it is. Is there a middle ground? There actually is. You can be a straight shooter who is charitable. Here's what you can say. What did you plan on cooking? And your friend says, chicken parmesan. Now you've tasted her chicken parmesan. You know it's horrible. (laughs) So then you say, I make a good chicken parmesan. Why don't I help with the cooking? I love your jello and lemonade. You should make that for sure. So what the friend, the good friend did was, without telling her that her cooking is horrible, she could have said her cooking is horrible, depending on the friend's temperament. If the friend has a temperament where she doesn't get offended easily, she could have told her, oh, come on now, you know your cooking is horrible. Let me help you out. But if she knows that the friend doesn't have that type of temperament, she will get upset and feel really bad that she's not being charitable to respond to her that way. So she takes a middle ground. She doesn't lie and tell her her chicken parmesan is good because it's not. So she's being straight. She just doesn't comment on it. What she does do is offer to make the chicken parmesan. And then she compliments her on something that she does do well, which is jello and lemonade. Doesn't take a lot of cooking skills, right? And so the problem is solved. She's not going to allow her to make that horrible food. She will do it herself. Most likely, the friend already knows that her food is not good. And she's relieved that she's offering to do it for her. But at the same time, she's not insulting her. It's not necessary. So now I want to take a look at how to be charitable. When debating, it could be debating politics. It could be debating the faith. The first way to be charitable when debating is by expressing curiosity. So if someone says something to you that you think is really stupid, first of all, you don't attack them and say, oh, that's really stupid, what you just said. But then you also don't say that's a stupid idea because let's take a little walk down the logic path here. If someone says something that you think is stupid, doesn't that mean they're stupid? Yeah, it does. (laughs) So you shouldn't say that idea is stupid either. Here's an example. Your friend says, or someone online says, Jesus says, judge not. 
Judge not, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Here's a response you can give. He did say that. Do you think there's ever a situation where we can judge? And your friend says, no, because if we judge, God will judge us. Here's what you can say then. Just curious. Just curious is a very good short phrase that we can say. Just curious. It kind of disarms a person. Just curious. How do you interpret this verse also said by Jesus? John 7, 24 says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge just judgment. Doesn't that indicate that there are times that we can and do judge? And your friend might say, I don't know. Pope Francis says not to judge. Then you might continue. In fact, our Lord created us with the ability to judge for a good reason. We have to judge so that we can judge right and wrong so we won't fall into sin. And isn't fraternal correction one of the spiritual works of mercy? I believe that we are not to judge from a place of pride or haughtiness because we are all sinners. But wouldn't you say there are some situations where we must judge? And your friend might say, I guess. So this is a perfect example of how you can still tell the truth in charity. You're still a stray shooter because you said what you meant. But you gave her the truth in bit-sized pieces. There's an old saying that says, what's the best way to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I find that a lot of conservatives tend to poo-poo emotions, laugh at emotions. You have Ben Shapiro saying, leftist tears. He actually sells mugs that say leftist tears so that conservatives can drink the tears of the leftists. Now, that's all in fun and it's funny and everything, but I do believe that sometimes we conservatives or traditional Catholics tend to not give any credence to emotions. But emotions are important. As usual, God is all-knowing. There's a reason why he gives us emotions. Now, too much emotions, too much use of emotions to analyze a situation can be detrimental. And that's just disordered. But of course, there is always a middle ground and there is a need for emotions. So if you notice that someone is allowing emotions to cloud that judgment and that it gets in the way of them understanding things, okay, make a mental note for yourself, but don't laugh at them. Here's one technique you can use so that you're not dismissing someone's emotions. Some of you might have heard of the feel, felt, found technique. It is a technique that is taught in sales, and it's a way of relating to someone so that they understand you, and you can build some kind of rapport. So use a feel, felt, found. And this is how it's used. If someone, let's say, is all upset about judging and, you know, so many people judge and it's not right. People are humans and we all did things that are wrong and it's not fair and it's not loving to judge people and they get all worked up. So you're going to use a feel, felt, found. So you're going to say, I know how you feel. 
I felt that way before. But I found that it's better to look at things logically instead of emotionally. You know why? Because emotions can really muddle up the facts. Now, why is this feel, felt, found technique effective? Because basically what you're saying is, look, I'm not just saying that you're emotional and I'm always so logical. I'm saying that I've been emotional too. I know how you feel because I've been there. Anytime you can tell someone that you've been there, if they saw you as haughty and judging, they don't see you in that same light anymore because you're saying, I've done it. Now, if all you say is say, oh, you're so emotional, you're giving the impression that you've never been emotional. And if we're honest, we've all been emotional at times when we shouldn't have been emotional. None of us are robots. Robots have no emotion, at least not not yet. (laughs) Who knows what the future holds? But robots have no emotion, so they're always emotionless. And that's not how you want to come across because that doesn't build rapport. That's not effective. That's not using charity because you're not going to be able to reach the person. Charity insists that what you're saying should be effective and for their good. But if all you want to do is come across as proud and haughty, yeah, that'll work. But how about charity? How about your love for your neighbor? So remember to use the feel, felt, found, and don't use it in a robotic way. Don't say, I feel you, I felt that way, but I found, don't do it like that. Weave it into the story, you know? I know how you feel. Trust me on that because I have been there. I felt the same way. But this is what I found. And then you go on. Got it? Okay. The last thing that you can do so that your communication is effective, and I know I'm giving you guys a lot. Sometimes I like to get meaty. I'm giving you a lot of meat today because anytime we talk about techniques and improving ourselves and working on ourselves, we have to dive in a little deeper. Is that okay, guys? Okay. The last thing you can do when it comes to speaking to someone with charity, but still being a straight shooter, in other words, you're still telling the truth, but in charity, is to use stories. Especially effective are stories that involve yourself on some level. It could be a story about someone you know, or a story of something that happened in your life. So let me give you an example when it comes to this judging. So you can say to the person, I used to feel that way about judging. You know, I had a Catholic friend who I grew up with. She was very pious, more pious than I am. But then things change. She met someone and fell in love and started cohabiting with him. I disapprove, but I didn't want to judge. Who am I to judge? Isn't that what Pope Francis said? So I said nothing. I also said nothing when I saw her receiving communion even though I knew she was not living a chaste life. How did I know? Then your friend might say, well, how do you know she wasn't living a chaste life? Are you in her bedroom? Yes, some people say that. And you can continue with, I knew she wasn't living a chaste life because she would often say to me, you don't need to tell me anything. I know that I'm not supposed to be living with someone, but God understands our weaknesses and We show each other love through intimacy. What could be wrong with that? Okay, so I knew 
that they were definitely having relations. And then you continue. One day, I got some terrible news from the friend's family member. She and her boyfriend had died in a car crash. Only God knows. But there is a good chance my friend is in hell. I wish I had told her the truth. In charity, but the truth nevertheless. So this is just an example of a story. It's not a true story. That didn't happen to me. But this is an example of a story that you can relate to someone that makes them think so that they understand why it's important to judge and also why fraternal correction is important. And we can't have fraternal correction without judging, making a judgment to some degree. In this story, how could the friend have been a straight shooter and told her cohabiting friend exactly her opinion, but charitably? Let's say the friend who's cohabiting's name is Laura. Laura, you know that living together before marriage is a sin. And I would not be a friend if I didn't tell you so. I'm telling you because I love you. If I didn't love you, I would keep my mouth shut. But since I do love you, I have to tell you the truth. And then she could have said to Laura when she saw her going to communion without any confession. Laura, have you gone to confession? You know that you have to receive worthily. You cannot just go up and receive communion without going to confession. It's a grave sin. So if you notice... You can still be a straight shooter, but you just speak in charity. Now, what would be an uncharitable way to approach a situation? You might have said, Laura, are you seriously living with somebody? What is wrong with you? You know that's a sin. You know what? I don't think I could be your friend anymore because I, I just can't. I cannot be your friend while you're offending my God. So I can't be your friend anymore. Well, that would have been a straight shooter who spoke to Laura and told her the truth, but in a very uncharitable way. What made the difference between being charitable and uncharitable is expressing, in addition to the truth, the caring that the person had for Laura. I hope with these examples it's clear how you can be a straight shooter, tell the truth, not hedge, but still be charitable because we are called to be charitable. And have a blessed day.